Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry, all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. Hello, welcome to Dear Dance, and here is my cat, Milo. (laughs) He's uh, the mascot for today. He's chosen to be up there. Um, Welcome if this is your first time tuning in, and welcome back if you are a returning watcher or listener to the show. Um, I'm so excited for my guest today. I have Melissa Vingy, and this is just so cool. I've had so many people that are on the show because of arts work and like dancers and performers and people in the industry who I would have never known if it wasn't for arts work so like big shout out to arts work and Rami and Nick for creating such an amazing platform um a little bit about Melissa she is a recent college grad of Seton Hill University where she majored in business administration with specializations in marketing and human resources During her time in college, she began instructing dance at Apple's Dance Lab, and she has been instructing and choreographing dance for four years. Her training includes acrobatics, ballet, contemporary, tap, and jazz. Before teaching, Melissa was a competitive dancer since the age of two. Whoa, that's little. (laughs) After graduating college, she has combined her passion for dance and business to create her dance wear brand, MP athletics which like whoa I, that just like I'm so excited to talk about that because I am blown away that like she created her own dancewear brand like that is the coolest thing ever um MP athletics is a dancewear brand made by dancers for dancers and Melissa hopes to create an inclusive brand that highlights the natural beauty of dancers with comfortable and versatile dancewear pieces like what so cool. Um, so I already gave you a little sneak peek of the dance video with her dancing with one of her adorable, beautiful students. So I'm really excited to share this video with you. I always have to hype up my my guests and oh, this just this type of contemporary just makes you like feel and like it just looks like it feels so good to do and I'm just dying to get back into class and dance. So I'm so happy to share this with you. It might start in the middle, so I'm going to rewind it if it starts again, Um, but let's check it out. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. 
well, not me exactly, but the Patreon. If you would like to support this show and get some fun perks, join the Supporter Squad. It's only $5 a month, which is less than a Dunkin' Donuts iced matcha latte in Manhattan. And instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice, you will get access to fun behind-the-scenes content, early access to guests, and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on YouTube. I'm hoping to grow this community and we have a Discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail. I've got a lot of ideas. Once we reach 100 patrons, I will be starting the Dancer's Dream grant program. This means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now let's get back to the episode. Oh, I just love that. I think that's the first video that I've had of someone sharing a video of them dancing, but like with their student, which I love so much, especially because I teach kids all day and it's just like something so special to be able to dance with a child that you're like teaching and training and so I'm just so excited to talk all things dance all things MP athletics and like oh my god so cool so let's bring her in with a big round of applause ready for it <laughs> hello welcome hello I'm so excited to be here <laughs> oh my gosh thank you for coming this is so exciting I love connecting with new people um, the first thing we're going to do is our craft and I don't think we can mess it up. I do say that a lot though. So I have this air dry clay. Um, okay. and so <laughs> yeah, get some clay. I've been yeah. doing a lot of like air dry clay crafts apparently, partly because I just had it and I thought, oh, this is a great idea. But you mentioned that you had essential oils and so I was thinking it would be really cool to do a little like DIY diffuser kind of ornament situation, Ooh, which sounds more complicated that. than it is. Um, it's really easy. If you can make cookies, you can make this. The hardest part for me is opening up this container, which I'm still struggling to do. So let's see. It's been about two years since I've used my body in a, any sort of way. So my I'm muscles are atrophied. <laughs> yeah, I'm the kids' hip-hop is not keeping me in shape. But here we are. Okay, <laughs> so all we need to do is, like, take a chunk of the clay – Okay. And I have this, like, snowflake cookie cutter. I thought that would be kind of cute. Um, and you can really use any kind of cookie cutter, or even not even a cookie cutter, if you want to just, like, hand mold it. But what we're going to do is just kind of, like, work that clay. It's kind of fun. I, like, never – I forgot how fun clay is. But I know, right? Yeah, like it feels really cool. So I'm just gonna flatten this out like I would if I was making cookies. I guess I probably should have like had a rolling pin or something, but I don't think it's really <laughs> necessary. I think maybe like 
I would say this is about like half an inch thick. Okay. Right? Like that seems okay. good. That seems pretty good to me. And then I'm just going to put it on the table so you guys actually can't see. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, one day I'll have an overhead camera. But let's see. I'm going to smush out some of my thumbprints. And then I'm just going to cookie cut right into it. We might have to do some like a little surgery on it afterwards depending on how fancy the shape is. My corners are not really coming through. I was going to say I got I managed to get mine out, but it's not uh totally like perfect, but it's not bad either, so. But like, you know what? <laughs> Who cares? That's something that I'm trying and that's something that I why I always like to do these crafts is like finding the joy and not being perfect all the time because I think with dance that's something that's kind of hard to like get our head around sometimes at least for myself oh absolutely whenever I danced competitively I was always such a perfectionist so yeah I'm so excited to talk about that because I the competitive dance world is not something that I was like really involved in we maybe did like one competition every few years with like a big group dance but that was pretty much my competition experience but from hearing other people's experiences it sounds wild so I'm sure that perfectionism and everything like there must be so much that goes into that it is it is very it was very demanding (laughs) time-wise physically you know um always always practicing um evenings weekends you know but life was dance <laughs> and still is. Yeah, totally. Now that we've gotten the craft mostly out of the way, I'd love to hear a little bit about your dance journey and how you started dancing. I mean, starting as a competitive dancer at two, like you were on stage at two doing competitions. Um, So not at two. Um, I think that was about six whenever I had my first solo. That's um, but still actually, really young. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was very young. And actually that year was like the first year my studio was like going to nationals. And so I went to nationals, I took my solo, and I was the very first person out of the entire national competition to start oh. to start the whole thing. And I was so nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm six years old. I have my solo and I have to like open this whole competition up. It was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, oh my God. You must have been so adorable. Like seeing those little solos of the little kids, like, oh my gosh, my heart. It's just, oh, so cute. What was your training like? I know you said you you did a lot of like acrobatics and contemporary. What was your studio like? Um, so I actually danced at a couple of different studios um, throughout my whole um, dancing career. So I started um, at one studio whenever I was real little, and it was in Bel Vernon, which is you know kind of close to where I live. And um, it was called Ross Draper Dance Academy. And then after that, I went to a studio that is in, uh, it's technically considered like Connellsville, Pennsylvania. It's called Cozun Company. 
And then uh, for a while, I danced at a studio in Monroeville called Dancer's Edge by Rogers. So at a couple of different places, but um, competed the whole way through until, you know, I graduated. So Nice. And did you specialize in contemporary or did you do like tap, jazz, hip hop, ballet, like every single style? Like if it was there, you were dancing. If it was there, I was doing it, but acro was definitely my specialty, um, definitely my favorite. Um, back in the day, I had um, a full twist, so I I would throw my I would throw my full in, in some of my dances for a couple of years. Yeah, so it was pretty wild. Wow, <laughs> I still my studio is like mostly ballet and. And so I never even learned how to do like a switch sleep or like my dream is to learn how to do an aerial and I'm like maybe I'm too old to learn but I really want to go to like an adult gymnastics class and like try to learn how to do it or like a kip up like those are probably like the most basic things but I'm like I just want to learn it so I'm always so impressed when people can do acro I'm like that is so cool. (laughs) Well you're definitely not too old so I would totally recommend going and taking that class and trying it out so I'm gonna do it that's my goal for 2022 I'm gonna at least learn how to do a switch leap I think that's probably like an easy goal to get yeah that's my goal but so after the competitive scene and everything you went to college did you study dance at college while you were doing business or was it more like dancing in like clubs and that kind of thing um, so actually, whenever I started college, that was actually whenever I started teaching. So that's whenever I started wow. teaching. For, so you're doing college um, and teaching yeah. at the same time. Yes. That's yes. a lot. Wow. <laughs> yes, it, it was a lot. Um, but it was so interesting to go from, you know, being a dancer and then kind of on the flip side being a teacher because it's so interesting, you know, to take everything that I learned all throughout those years of dancing and kind of be able to share that now with my students. And I love teaching. I love it almost as much as I did dancing because I love to be able to share all the stuff that I learned with the kids. And I love to choreograph because it's such an awesome creative outlet for me. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite age to teach? Um, I feel like I can't say. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, w- I would say no, because I mean, I do teach from, you know, about like six or seven all the way up to 18 years old. And um, I love that I have the variety of teaching the little ones versus the older ones because their personalities are just so different and the dynamic is so different. So they always just keep me on my toes and I truly never know what's going to happen whenever I go to work every day. <laughs> so totally. um, I, I love it. And I feel like they keep me young. I really, really do. Not that I'm old, but I truly feel like they keep me in the loop. You know, they tell me about all the TikToks, what's trending. Oh I'm gosh, like, cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell me everything so that I'm up with the times. <laughs> I learned so much from the kids that I teach, like not only about like current trends and stuff, but just about life. You learn so much as a teacher and it's just so rewarding. So that's awesome. So you were teaching all while you're in college and did you have plans to try to pursue dance after college or were you more focused on the business and teaching and kind of like the admin and like 
all that business stuff. So I really didn't have any plans um, to do anything really with dance after college. You know, my goal was I'm going to graduate, I'm going to get this degree, and then I actually was going to go for my MBA, but I decided against it because I was like, I don't know what to do. And um, I graduated in May of 2020, which obviously it was like so crazy graduating at the start of a pandemic. And so I was just applying for jobs left and right, wasn't getting anything, you know, rejection, rejection, rejection. So I was actually sitting, talking with my boss one night and she said, you know, Pookie, which is my nickname. (laughs) Um, She said, you know, you love dance. You've always loved clothes. Like, why don't you start your own dancewear business? And I was like, you know what? That's an awesome idea. Yes. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm going to go for it. Why not? You know, I'm not, you know, getting a nine to five. You know, I can't find anything. So I decided, hey, yeah, I'm going to start my own dancewear business. (laughs) That is so cool. And so, what even goes into starting something like that? Like, how did you even start that? What was the first thing that you did? Um, so the first thing that I did was find my supplier and my manufacturer, which literally I just wow. went on, on Google and, you know, Googled suppliers and manufacturers and emailed people and asked them if they would want to work with me. That is so cool. So for your brand do you like think about like okay like I want to have leggings that kind of look like this or I want to have a top that looks like that like do you draw it out or is that something that like how does the whole process like from idea to like getting the physical thing in your hand how does that even work okay so I design all of the pieces so everything is up up in here and then um I come up with like a really rough chicken scratch drawing and then I sent um well actually before I even sent my sketches over I had um actually one of the moms of one of the kids that I teach she's like an amateur seamstress so I said hey you know can you take what's in my head and kind of make it into a prototype for me so, you know, it's kind of easier for someone to visualize. And she was willing to do that, so it was awesome. So then I sent the prototypes and then, you know, some stuff that I wanted to change about them and sent it out to my supplier who's out in California. And pretty much after that, um, we created digital mock-ups of the pieces that I had to go through and approve the digital mock-ups you know, talk about, do you want zippers, buttons? What do you want the seams to look like? I I mean, so, so many different things that I didn't even think that go into it, that go into it. And then I would get sample pieces and I went through, I think about like four rounds of samples. And I would say, okay, you know, we need to change this. You know, we need to add elastic here because uh, obviously a big thing with dancer is yes, it has to look pretty, but it has to function and it has to be comfortable, which was a big thing for me because whenever I danced, oftentimes like I would wear leotards or I would wear certain tops and I'm like, oh, well, I don't really like how this is cut because, you know, it's exposing me and I don't feel comfortable, especially because I was doing acro and contortiony stuff. So I needed something that was comfortable and would stay in place. So I kind of tried to take what... I didn't like about dancewear 
and then put my spin and my design on it. And I had the kids who I taught put their input into it because they are dancers and they would try it on and wear it and let me know what they thought. So it really was just this major collaboration between me and, you know, the kids that teach. So that's why I say my dance wear is made by dancers for dancers because I am or was a dancer. So I kind of have that background versus, you know, a big corporation who's just trying to make dance wear and they've never even danced before. Right. Yeah. That is so crazy. And you had, had you studied any of this stuff or did you kind of just like learn it all yourself? Like, was this at all part of your, your college curriculum, I guess is the right word. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. Absolutely not. That is it, it, so it is. impressive. That is so cool. I'm going to give you another round of applause because I'm just so impressed. <laughs> Thank you. So cool. So how many different items have you designed up till now? So I have five pieces that I designed and that I have manufactured and they're all on my website and so they so can be cool. purchased. Everyone and... go check it out. There'll be links. There'll be links. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm currently working on more pieces now. So I have stuff in the works, lots of ideas, lots of stuff that I want to do for the future. So that was just my first five. But I have so much more that I would like to do and expand into in the future. So truly, truly just the beginning of where I want to go with it. So cool. I can't wait to look back on this and be like, oh my gosh, I talked to her when she only had five pieces out. That's so cool. That is just so impressive. I feel like that is something that dancers, that's one of the skills that we learn as dancers is like problem solving and looking at things in a creative way. And I always say that dance is so much more than just learning the steps and even if you don't go on to, you know, be on Broadway, there's things that you learn. Even if you stop dancing in high school, you don't even do it in college. There's so many life skills that you learn as a dancer. So I think everyone should be in dance class starting as young as possible, boys and girls. Like, it's just such an amazing way to train your mind to look at things. And it's so cool that you've taken all of that stuff that you've learned and now you're creating stuff that is for dancers and they need that to dance and to feel comfortable while you're dancing is another just huge part of confidence and I know that there's been times where I don't dance well if I'm in class and I feel like I'm wearing something I wish I wasn't wearing my leggings are falling down or like something's not right so it's so awesome that there's people like you creating stuff because you know what it feels like to be in that situation so Everyone, definitely go check out MP Athletics. There'll be links after the show. But it is so cool, and I'm so, so impressed. Thank you so much. Well, it's time for our first game, so let me get my little special. (laughs) Sorry if that was very loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Okay. So it's time for Would You Rather. I always say this, but they're not too scandalous because it's a prepackaged game. Um, And if you're watching live or if you're watching the replay or listening to the audio version of this show, definitely comment on the YouTube channel or DM us on Instagram. 
and let us know what you pick. It's always really fun to hear what people say. Um, and if you're watching live on YouTube right now, we can see your comments and share them with everyone. So definitely comment below. Um, so our first one is, would you rather have an eternal mystery curse placed on you by a wizard or live on a planet dominated by apes? Wow. I mean, that's a tough one. I, hmm. you know, I would have to say like, if I could solve the curse, then I, I might pick the curse, honestly. Um, but if I can't solve the curse, then I would probably have to go with living on a planet with only apes and hope that I got along with them. <laughs> yeah. You could design clothes for them. Yes. And yes. teach them how to dance. There's a lot. I mean, apes are pretty smart, so maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Okay, next <laughs> one. <laughs> would you rather only be able to get clean by showering in ball bearings or have a face for a bottom? So your butt is also a face. <laughs> Um, I would probably have to do the butt as a face, even though that's, you know, probably so strange and uncomfortable, but like, I'm the type of person where I have to feel clean and I feel like showering and ball bearings would just be horrific. So I'm going to have to go with the face for the, for the butt one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last one of these. Oh, this is interesting pairing. I don't know how these got together but it says would you rather have fingers and toes made of wood or have fingers for toes Hmm. um definitely fingers for toes I feel like I would be able to do so much more if my my toes were fingers (laughs) right yeah and it's definitely much better than having wood for both I would definitely get that one too A hundred percent. I also one that loves to get my nails done, so I could not. I know. I was noticing how wonderful your nails (laughs) looked. I'm very impressed. Yeah, and then you could have, like, all of them done. You could get your toes done because they're fingers. You, oh, you'd be so stylish. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, I would love to know a little bit more about your passions outside of dance. Um, Just everything that you're up to when you're not, you know, teaching and running a whole business, um, what other things are you passionate about? Okay, so I love to bake. Baking is my go-to, and I love to bake bread. So I got into baking bread about two years ago, I would say, and it is one of my favorite things to do whenever I'm not teaching or working on my business so do you have like the starters like and all that kind of stuff I feel like everyone and their mom started baking bread over the pandemic and I didn't jump on that bandwagon but I always saw people with like I've got to get my starter and all those things what kind of bread do you like to make um so I actually have a book called bread baking for beginners and sourdough breads are at the end of the book Um, So I have tried to make a sourdough, but it did not turn out very well because making a starter is way more difficult than I ever thought that it would be. So props to the people that bake sourdough (laughs) because I myself couldn't even make it that far. 
Um, but I really like to make um, flavored breads. So like I really like to make focaccia breads and, you know, Ooh. put different herbs and stuff on it. So. Ooh, that sounds so good. Maybe I thought that like all bread was super, super hard because I kept seeing all these people with these like living breads in their fridge. But maybe I can start with like something more basic. Maybe that's another 2022 goal I can have. I'm going to learn how to do an aerial, a switch leap, and make bread. You've inspired me. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. What are some of your other passions outside of bread, outside of baking, outside of all of the stuff that you do? Um, So another one of my passions that I actually – got into more this year is photography and so I'm a little bit of an amateur photographer I like to shoot dancers obviously because I think that's very interesting but I also just do normal shoots if you know people want to do just a regular photo shoot you know doesn't have to be dance specific but it's definitely something that I've gotten into and I've actually I actually shot my photos from my website (laughs) since I did uh, since I I took I did my product photos although the other photos I did have another photographer do which he's amazing Um, but I did get into that this year and it's such an interesting creative outlet and I feel like there's so much that you can do and learn with photography like I truly feel as if I only really know a, a little tiny bit about it and there's so much more that I can learn but I find it so interesting and I really really enjoy doing that so cool and that's such an important skill to have for your business too like you're literally one woman shop for the entire business and that is so cool that is so impressive (laughs) well thank you it's time for our second game questions game (laughs) so i'm going to randomly pick one question from each of the categories some of them are a little more deep some of them are silly you can always veto if it's a little too deep um Let's see what we get. I'm not even looking at them. Ooh, these are good. Okay, pick a color. Uh, purple, because it's my favorite color. Me too. Ooh, this is a good one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, the best piece of advice. Um, so I wouldn't say that this was given directly to me, Um, but I follow this person on Instagram. He's called Jay Shetty. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's this awesome life coach, used to be a monk. Um, and he has this quote that I really truly like to live by now. And it is, I'm not behind, I'm not ahead. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's something that I like to remind myself Every single day, you know, starting this business, sometimes I sit here and think, oh, my gosh, I'm insane. <laughs> why, why did I do all this? So um, it truly, truly helps me just to live in the moment and be super, super present. Oh, that's a really good one. I, I need to find that and, and save that to my phone because that's so, so needed. All yes, right, check him out. He's awesome. Oh, let's go with pink. Hmm. What was your first screen name? 
my first screen name it was it was melissa pookie that's what that's what it was um wow so so i i made it melissa pookie because in well pookie's my nickname and everyone at dance calls me pookie but then everyone that i went to school with would call me melissa so i'm like okay well how are people gonna find me on social media if I just put Pookie or if I just put Melissa. So that's how I came up with um, my username as Melissa Pookie. And that's why MP Athletics is MP Athletics for Melissa and Pookie. So I was going to say, where does the P come from? And it's Pookie. Where does Pookie come from? How did you get that nickname? I got it from my dad whenever I was little. So my full name is Melissa Louise Bingy. So they were going to call me Missy Lou as my nickname. Thank goodness that that didn't work out. <laughs> and so my dad said one day whenever I was just a little baby, he picked me up and he looked at my mom and he said, we're going to call her Pookie. And it's stuck ever since. So, Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I love nicknames. My name like doesn't have that many – like. I guess because of One Tree Hill, people sometimes would call me Hales or like Hey, Hey. But it's not really like a nicknamey name. So I'm, I always wanted like a good nickname and I never got one. So I always love to hear the story of people's nicknames. <laughs> All right, next question. Hmm. Let's go with Orange. Oh, speaking of names, if you could change your first name, what would you change it to? Oh, absolutely. I would change it to my nickname. I've joked for years that I was going to do it and just change it. So maybe I actually won one day because most people call me Pookie. I mean, even my own family members, they, they don't call me by my real name. So, um, Wow, maybe it's a sign. I, I know, right? Maybe I'm, I'm going to have to look into it. Might be changing the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, last one of these. Ooh, this one's kind of scandalous. What is the last lie you told? Ooh. You can veto it if you want. <laughs> and honestly, we can always pick a new one. <laughs> honestly, I don't, I don't even know that I can, like, think of it off the top of my head. So it's probably a good like thing. That... <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we pick another so I can actually Yeah, let's pick it? another one. Let's do it. That actually, the only other person who, who was on here um, who got that one her lie was actually, she couldn't even say it, but it turned out that her sister was on The Voice and she had to lie about it. And so she <laughs> she was on The Voice and she got pretty far. She was on Team Ariana. Go Bella DiNapoli. But unfortunately, she's oh, not wow. on anymore. But so cool. So that the last time that that question came up, that was so crazy. <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay. This one is fun. What phrase or word do you most overuse? The word buddy. I say it all the time all the time and actually all my friends say it because I say it so often but literally anytime I'm talking to someone or texting someone I'll just say hey buddy or what's up buddy and so I say the word buddy all of the time that's amazing I love that that's it's not a bad word to say all the time it's better than like or um or one of those kind of words so that's good (laughs) I probably say like way too much (laughs) I, I probably do, too. Before I came on here, my dad said, before you go on there, make sure that you don't say like all of the time. Yes, my so. mom is always reminding me, oh, you said like a lot. It's <laughs> something that it's just so hard to, to keep under wraps. <laughs> 
It Amazing. is. Amazing. Well, the last question that I ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self? Okay. So I really would have to say that meditation brings out my most creative self. And I really only started to get into meditation this year. I never really meditated before this year at all. If people told me that they meditated, I would just sit there and say, how? I don't know how you can sit there and focus. But honestly, being able to sit there and focus and kind of tune everything out for a couple minutes every day really helps me to feel centered, to feel calm, and kind of let all of those ideas kind of flood into my brain without all of the outside distractions. So I would have to say that meditation definitely helps me be creative. Mm, I love that. I don't think anyone has said meditation yet, so that's really cool. I need to get into meditation a little more. It's definitely, I'm, I try and it's super hard to just quiet your mind, but that probably means I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely not easy at all, but it gets better with practice, I do have to say. At one point, I meditated for over 100 days straight. That, that's been my longest streak. So Wow. That's impressive. That's super impressive. Amazing. Well, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, if they want to check out your amazing clothing? How can people get in touch with you? So you can follow me on Instagram, either um, my personal Instagram, which is MelissaPookie27, or my dancewear, which is MP Athletics, or you could check out my website, which is mpathletics.biz. Or if you want to, you can email me at m.bengi at seatonhill.edu. And then after we speak, then, you know, I'll give you out my phone number. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's just a couple of ways. Or Facebook, I'm Melissa Pookie. Pretty much I'm Melissa Pookie anywhere. So if you, you type that in, you'll find me. <laughs> so good. Definitely go check everything out. The photography is awesome for the dancewear. The dancewear is awesome. It's awesome to get something for the holidays. There's still maybe some time. Who knows with the supply chain situations. Who knows what, what happens, but definitely try. Get a gift certificate. Get something that's great for the dancer in your life who needs a gift. So definitely, definitely get in touch. Um, if you would like to find me on Instagram, you can always follow my personal Instagram at Haley Grove and definitely follow the Dear Dance Pod Instagram um, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching this right now. I'm trying to get to 500 subscribers by the end of the year. I've got almost 300 to go, so I've got a long way, but that would be awesome. And then if you enjoy the show, definitely check out the Patreon. Once we get 100 patrons, I'm going to be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that would be $100 with 100 patrons. Um, and hopefully I can just keep giving uh, and giving back to the dance community, helping people 
rent space, make concept videos, pay their dancers what they deserve. Um, there's so much that we can do to give back. So thank you so much for being here and everyone who's watching, thank you for watching. This has been so fun. I'm so glad that we got connected through Artswork. Everyone make an Artswork profile. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Shout out to Artswork. Love that platform. Awesome for any artist. And thank you for having me. I had so much fun coming on Yay, and chatting. And we have to make sure that once we finish, once this dries, our little ornament diffusers, I think it'll be really cute. You can also always paint it too, but I think I might leave mine plain. Yeah. Yes. I will definitely finish this off. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much and have a great night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at Dear Dance Pod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.